0: Welcome to Deep Dive, where we take a close look at how a series is put together via interviews with its key creators. I'm Jim Hempel, features writer for Craft and Special Projects at IndieWire. For this episode, we're focusing on Showtime's George and Tammy, a heartbreaking but exhilaratingly entertaining portrait of the passionate but troubled relationship between George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Hey,
1: uh, Tammy, you know this one? Oh, I know all your songs, Mr. Jones.
2: Oh no, my daddy was Mr. Jones. You call him daddy.
0: Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain capture the essence of the country music icons without imitating them. These are performances built from the inside out that allow the audience to intuitively understand and empathize with characters who are deeply in love but often seem unable to act in their own, or each other's, best interests. It's a riveting love story, but it's so much more. A chronicle of country music culture over the course of nearly 30 years, a meditation on the intersection between public and private lives, and most of all, a rip-roaring musical filled with spectacular live performances. I spoke with over a dozen of the key creative forces behind George and Tammy on how they conceptualized and executed this remarkably ambitious series. Over at IndieWire.com, we have more about the making of the show, but for this podcast we are focusing on the creation of the music and live performances. Showrunner and series creator Abe Sylvia will start us off by providing some context before Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain join us to talk about their experiences taking on these legendary characters.
3: When I think about George and Tammy, there's George the individual, there's Tammy the individual, and then there's this third thing, which is the relationship. And it is the sound they make when they're together, and that is as powerful as they are as individuals. So
2: let's get married in the not-too-distant future.
3: Michael and Jessica had a totalitarian task. They were playing two of the most iconic voices, not just in the history of country music, but in the history of music. While there are similarities in terms of their vocal phrasing, they're never going to sound exactly like George and Tammy. Those are singular voices. So it was very early on, we weren't going to lip-sync to the recordings because there's something distancing, I think, for the audience and for actors like Michael and Jessica, who are so present and in the moment and you want to capture every little surprise. So we quickly dispensed with the idea that they would have lip-synced to the original performances. And then pivoting to thinking about what made George and Tammy so singular on those recordings is the intimacy of them, is the chemistry. When you listen to a George and Tammy record, they sound like they're singing directly to your heart. They're whispering just to you late at night.
1: The very first moment I heard your voice I'd be in darkness
3: George and Tammy were incredibly emotional singers. In many regards, they were method actors. Michael and Jessica have that same power as actors. So to put them in the moment and capture what's happening right then emotionally for them, that's what made them the most like George and Tammy. If we could capture that essential quality in Michael and Jessica, we were going to be well ahead of the game.
0: Music producer Rachel Moore was tasked with helping Chastain and Shannon create the musical performances, and in so doing, win against typical industry practices by recording the performances live on set. Here, Moore explains why that was important.
4: It was a lot of music. I mean, we had 26 to 30 live numbers, and that's not including score, and that's not including source, like live numbers. And and so it was a mountain of work. Michael and Jessica came to Nashville. And we did uh, 10 days of them singing to these tracks that we had been working on. And it's when it all became real is when they put their voices on it.
1: In a pawn shop in Chicago, on a sunny summer day, a couple gazes at the wedding rings there on display.
2: She smiles and nods her head and she says, honey, that's for you. It's not much but it's the best that I can do
4: Golden it really prepared them for set and a lot of times on set we were really pleased with being able to use a lot of that on set because these 10 days of boot camp basically had prepared them using a vocal coach every day and singing together every day as much as they could they certainly became singers you know through the whole process.
0: Now it's time to hear from the actors themselves, as Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon weigh in on how essential it was to perform the material live.
1: You know, this was a a discovery for us, the music. I mean, I don't know anything about this. I don't come from music. I had been training for years, learning the songs. I didn't know there was even a thing called voice blending. Typically on shows, you go into a studio, you do pre-records. Oftentimes, they hire a singer that they blend that professional singer's voice with the actor's voice, and then you lip-sync to those pre-records, so they're like the perfect versions of the songs.
2: Oh, that just would have been horrible to just be lip-syncing the whole time, I think. That would have just felt so phony. If we had never sung those songs, I don't think we would have had as strong a connection with these people as, as hopefully I think we did. We're gone. Jessica and I started working with a vocal coach from Nashville named Ron Browning, who is really just kind of a mystical kind of person who has worked with a shocking list of people that I admire. A lot of what Ron encouraged us to do, ultimately, is just relax, you know? Singing well is something that you can't put too much effort into. It's fairly similar to acting. You know, nobody really wants to watch people that are just trying so hard to act. You know, Ron was always saying, just sing it like you're bored with it. Or you just sing it like you're sitting at the bar talking to your buddy. You don't have to, you know, put on the show of a lifetime. You just need to communicate, not even necessarily the feelings, you know, communicate the song. I had nothing tell you. Just some things that I will tell you. Some things I know will you to the bone.
0: Recording the performances live created challenges not only for the actors, but for their collaborators behind the camera and in the cutting room. Here, cinematographer Igor Martinovic, editor Catherine McQuarrie, and Jessica Chastain tell us why. So it's very difficult for Jessica and Michael because they performed live, each one of those songs, while we are recording. This is recording live as a sound that's going to end up in a series as well. Obviously, we had to be super quiet. It had to be a set that was absolutely no communication. It had to be like minimal and through the the headphones. So the pressure was on them. The pressure was on Michael and Jessica. And we needed to just be in the background and film from a distance, give them space on the stage and off stage. A lot of preparation went into that, especially when we have four, five, six cameras. It's a
5: complex operation it's very rare to do live vocals like that it's just a tremendous amount of work and it's risky right because you're relying on that day's performance and and not only are they having to give a performance but they're having to sing it's just our
1: voices we're not blended which is very vulnerable as the person who did it to listen to because it's not the perfect version but it's the most authentic And it's the one where we get to be storytellers. And I think that was the main goal in approaching this, is no one's going to sound like Tammy Wynette. No one's going to sound like George Jones. But we got to figure out how to emotionally tell their story through songs.
0: The key to George and Tammy was using the songs to tell the story and comment on it, as Abe Sylvia and
3: Catherine McQuarrie explain here. There's no disconnect between what they were singing about and their lives, and that was the incredible gift, which I don't think in every biopic, you know, they're not always singing about exactly what's going on in their lives, (laughs) which George and Tammy were, so it's very much a musical in that way. It's like, this song is about this moment.
5: I think because the songs were clearly written into the show at the times to reflect what was happening in the story emotionally in terms of cutting the songs less like cutting a music video and much more like cutting an opera they almost function as dialogue
2: now we there's no love about each
5: lyric that they sang was just a call to each other or like a call for help to each other that was so beautiful. The great thing too is Michael Shannon and Jessica have amazing timing. It was almost like the footage is just telling you what to put down on screen. And it's like as an editor, sometimes it's really exciting because you sort of feel like, okay, my job is just to preserve the beauty of these performances.
0: Now we're going to take a closer look at the performances of two iconic songs. First is Tammy's Stand by, your man. Stand by Your Man. The song appears in two scenes on the show. First, one in which we see her writing the song by drawing from her life experience, then a later scene in which she performs it on stage for a huge Vegas crowd. We'll hear clips from both of these scenes with commentary from showrunner Abe Sylvia, actor Jessica Chastain, and music producer Rachel Moore. It's Tammy's
3: biggest song. It's one of the, you know, the biggest country songs ever. So how we treated the song was really important. Going back to what is happening dramatically, how do you contextualize this?
1: You'll have good times and you'll have bad times when he does things that you don't understand. Can we switch? The order of this it goes you'll have bad times comes first because it's her story
3: tammy's journey in episode two she's in love with george jones she's in love with the idea of him but she doesn't know the man yet and by the end of the episode she knows the man fully sees all sides of him and chooses to stay in spite of all of that and there's a beautiful moment and again we wouldn't have captured this if she had been lip-syncing the lyric is but if you love him you'll forgive him
1: Why does she forgive him
3: though? And Jessica was so in the moment that she, as Tammy, wasn't quite there yet. We've just seen him be violent with her. And so this conflict between who she is as a woman, who she is as an artist, who she is as a lover, who she is as a mother, are all coming together in this very simple idea, like I'm going to choose to stand by him, as complicated as it is jessica and tammy for the audience has this herculean task of saying i understand why she makes that choice it hurts but i understand why she made the choice So then when we get to Vegas in the very next episode, we're starting to see the perversion of the song a little bit, where it in some ways means more to the audience than it does to her. And she's having to sing about standing by a man who has left her to face the sea of people who have an expectation of her to love him and stand by him. And where is he? He's in Texas getting drunk.
1: You came here to see George and Tammy but you only got ten. I'm gonna give you my best. I hope you like it. So I'm gonna sing this song. I suppose you can guess who it's about. She's scared in that scene. She's left alone. She's afraid she's been thrown to the, you know, to the wolves, and she's going to get destroyed. And I remember It's hundreds of extras out there. And I'm in this fancy Vegas gown singing Stand By Your Man, which is one of the most iconic songs in in the history of country music. I was terrified. It was really important to us to get
4: that scene right because it was going to be a, a pivotal moment in the show. It was going to be a big thing, and she killed it. After that scene, I said, Jess, I think you beat the performance that you did in the studio. It was a good moment. I was just so proud of her for just really going after it
1: i just had to be okay with making mistakes i had to be okay um with being terrified because that actually fed me uh in the scene it it contributed to what she was feeling and i have to say that all of our day players on the series were incredible they were so supportive they were so kind that whole thing where i said okay sing with me now they didn't know i was going to do that now i know you know- And I was like putting the microphone in their faces and sitting on their laps or giving, you know, cuddling them and they were just all so open to it. And it really felt like it went from a moment of being terrified and alone to being surrounded by all these day players who were in the scene with me, all of these actors, and we were doing it together. So it felt like a triumph at the end of the day.
0: One of the show's most heartbreaking performances comes in the final episode, when George and Tammy have been apart for years, and she visits him in the recording studio to watch him record He Stopped Loving Her.
2: He said i love you till
0: I die
2: She told him you forgetting time
0: Showrunner Abe Sylvia and director
3: John Hillcoat discuss the importance of this moment. I wanted to hear the whole song from beginning to end, And there were conversations many times about, you know, many moments in the series where it's like, can we sustain watching the musical number from beginning to end? And the answer is yes, because we have these two actors doing it. George? You gotta wake up.
0: Mm -hmm. When Ed wants to hear your new song, I told her you were waiting for her to show up so you can sing it to her. Let her know how you feel.
3: Tammy behind glass, sealed off, next to a producer. She had to watch George pour his heart out and do the greatest country song of all time. And of course the setup of that was all about Richie, the producer, trying to drag this song out of George and it being impossible. At that point, lost to booze and cocaine. I think there was over four hundred takes. It took Tammy to come into the studio to help drag
5: it out of him.
3: The camera wasn't flying all over the place. We were watching two people at an impasse who love each other dearly. And it is excruciatingly delicate what Igor captured there.
2: They still loved her through it all.
3: Michael Shannon standing in a microphone telling Tammy Wynette that no matter where they are he's going to love her till the day he dies is enough it can sustain you know it's such a portrait of heroic and tragic love.
0: Actor Michael Shannon had a unique way of making sure that the moment between George and Tammy would feel authentic which Jessica Chastain, music producer Rachel Moore, and Shannon himself explain here.
1: I don't think I saw him that day. We were each other's support systems on this series and we would always show up for each other's solos even when we weren't in the scene and, you know, we had trained together the music with Ron and so we were kind of always there on set. But I remember I found this out afterwards when he was rehearsing, you know, with the crew and everyone, he didn't want me on set.
4: We would standardly do like a rehearsal or two before we shot and Michael said, I want her first time seeing me sing this while we're rolling.
2: She just walked into that booth and she did not want to be there. And it helped she had them big sunglasses on. I mean, the song itself is just, I mean, it's like George says in the show. It's just too sad. It's it's too sad, Billy. I don't know. I felt the weight of that. Fortunately, you know, we we didn't shoot that until later in the shooting schedule. So we had had uh, some time. To build some history and go through the events that led up to that. I think it would have been a very different scene if we had shot it the first week. He loving her today. They placed the wreath upon this door. Just and having her there to focus on and. Because I pretty much do just do the whole thing right to her, you know, and basically serenading her, you know.
1: I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's just devastating what he does. I, I think it just goes to show why he's the actor he is. I mean, no one really can expect something like that coming from Michael Shannon because he's so typecast sometimes as these really larger than life, sometimes villainous characters, I think because of his physicality. But he's so fragile and tender in the series. And man, his performance in that just broke my heart. I was just reacting to him. I really didn't have to do anything. I just sat there and watched him sing. I guess
2: maybe something people don't commonly associate with me is that I actually am kind of a a softy. you know? I'm a pretty sentimental kind of person. I guess that's one of the things I enjoyed about the opportunity to play this part that I got to capitalize on that in a little bit he stopped loving her today
0: This has been Deep Dive, written and narrated by Jim Hemphill with sound editing by Zach Valenti and additional editorial support from Chris O'Fault and Trevor Wallace. Be sure to visit IndieWire.com for more of our deep dive project on George and Tammy. There you'll find a larger article and videos focusing on other aspects of the show, with interviews on the makeup, costumes, production design, and more.